0: Hey there friends, welcome back to another episode of the Bible in Life podcast. Glad you're joining me on this episode. My name is John, if we've never met before, I'm the host and the creator of the Bible in Life. My heart, my goal is to really provide down to earth, clear Bible teaching that'll help you Not only understand the Bible, but also put the Bible into practice because as disciples of Jesus, that's what we're all about. We don't want to just know the Bible. We want to live the Bible. I like to refer to it as blue jeans theology. And by that, I mean theology in the dress of everyday life in the language of everyday life and the context of everyday life so that we can follow Jesus in the midst of our everyday life. So, thanks for joining me. I am glad you're here. Before we look at the content on this episode, just wanted to make sure you know that uh, I have a free resource on my website. The Bible is a big book. It's a complex book. It's an ancient book. There are customs and cultures and things within it that are difficult. There's ways of talking that are different than the way we talk. And so it can be challenging. And so I've got this free resource just called Bible in Life on my website that is aimed at helping you read the Bible well and put the Bible into practice in your life. Bible in Life, and you can find it at uh, JohnWhitaker.net JohnWhitaker.net right on the homepage, just put in your name email address you'll get access to that book it's about a 30 page free ebook available to you there so if that sounds helpful to you I would encourage you to swing over to JohnWhitaker.net and check that out all right last week we began a series here on the podcast where we're just looking at the Old Testament book of Proverbs Proverbs is a fairly well-known book Christians read it on a regular basis some read a proverb a day because there's 31 proverbs and a lot of months have 31 days and so a proverb a day it's a common way Uh, common strategy for reading it. And so they're, they're well known, but um, maybe not always well understood, or certainly they're at least worth us thinking about. In fact, I just saw a major scholar post, if he could, if, if he could only have like 10 books, what does he think are like the 10 most important books of the Bible? And one of them, One of the ones he listed was Proverbs. And so uh, we began this series just looking at that. And the book of Proverbs is part of what is often called the wisdom literature in the Old Testament. Uh, And the wisdom literature includes a handful of Old Testament books. Proverbs being one of them, Ecclesiastes, Job, and the Song of Solomon. Those four books are typically what make up the, uh, the wisdom literature in the Bible. And the goal of the wisdom literature is really to to wrestle with life in this world as it's supposed to be, as it currently is. And what would it look like to live wisely? What is some wisdom? And so Proverbs as a part of that really is sort of like the foundation in that it's, it's here's wisdom. Here's what wisdom would do. And then Ecclesiastes, Job, and Song of Solomon look at various specific aspects that add challenges or new questions or new perspectives on this idea of wisdom. So Proverbs is part of this literature called wisdom literature. And Um, wisdom literature, particularly the Proverbs, seek to describe what is usually true in day-to-day living. That's the way Proverbs work. Uh, They offer wisdom for right living and right choices. I I like to think of it as Proverbs try to teach the skill of living. That's what they try to do. They try to teach you the skill of living. And so they give you all sorts of um, quick little bits of advice on things related to everyday life. Uh, one scholar said this, primarily wisdom, particularly Proverbs, but wisdom in general is a theological pattern of thinking that applies the wisdom of God to the practical issues of life. So that's what the Proverbs do. They, they really try to teach us the skill of living. And in the last week's episode, I ended by saying that that's why we could call them instructions for life. Now, here's the thing that we want to focus on in this week's episode that is really, really important. It's like, this is crucial. We have to get this about Proverbs and about biblical wisdom in general. And that's this. Wisdom is grounded in creation. Wisdom is grounded in creation. What does that mean? Well, it means that it's grounded in the way the world and creation is designed to operate. It's not just arbitrary, like when you read the Proverbs or any bits of wisdom in the Bible, it's not like arbitrary religious laws. It's not just religious wisdom. It's not just biblical wisdom. It's not just like if you're going to be a good Christian wisdom, it's grounded in creation. It's not arbitrary. It's not just religious. It means it's grounded in the way creation is, is designed to operate and function. So it's woven into the very fabric of creation and describes the way things are meant to to work or operate. Listen to this passage from Proverbs chapter 8. The book of Proverbs uh, has this kind of extended prologue in chapters 1 through 9, and then in verse, in chapters 10 through 29, you get the really short little pithy sayings. And so here we're in this extended prologue in Proverbs chapter 8. I want you to listen to how, Proverbs de- or how wisdom describes itself. So this section, Proverbs 8, picking up in verse 22, this is wisdom speaking about itself. Here's what wisdom says. The Lord created me at the beginning of his way before his works of old. I was established from eternity, from the beginning, from the earliest times of the earth. When there were no ocean depths, I was born. When there were no springs abounding with water, before the mountains were settled, before the hills, I was born. When he, that is God, had not yet made the earth and the fields, nor the first dust of the the world, when he established the heavens, I was there. Like wisdom is saying, I was there at the very beginning when God first decided to establish the heavens and the earth and make all this. Guess what? I was there. When he, God, inscribed a circle on the face of the deep, when he made firm the skies above, when the springs of the deep became fixed, when he set a boundary for the sea so that the water would not violate his command, when he marked out the foundations of the earth, there I was beside him as a master workman, and I was his daily delight, rejoicing Always before him, rejoicing in the world, his earth, and having my delight in the sons of mankind. So now then, sons, listen to me, for blessed are those who keep my ways. Listen to instruction and be wise and do not neglect it. Blessed is the person who listens to me. Now that's wisdom speaking about itself. And the picture is, is that as God sets out to make the world and make people, wisdom is there with them. And together, like a master workman, wisdom is delighting in God and God is delighting in wisdom and they're making the world. And that's why I say it's grounded in creation. And so here at the section I just read, it ends by saying, blessed is the person who listens to me, that is listens to wisdom. Why is that? Why are they blessed? Well, the reason they are blessed is this. They're living in... Catch this, it's important. They're living in sync with how the world and how human beings are created to to work, to function. That is, they're living with the grain of reality. They're not living against the grain. Uh, They're living according to the flow of the, the universe, to the flow of creation, because wisdom was there at the beginning. And wisdom is woven into the fabric of reality to creation. And it just describes how things are designed to operate, how human beings are designed to operate. So imagine, Imagine you go and buy a new car, it's a brand new car, it's beautiful, it's plush, it works perfectly, you love it, you drive it, Uh, but after a while, you just get tired of spending money on on it, right? Uh, You don't rotate the tires, Uh, you don't ever change the oil, um, you you never do routine maintenance, tune-ups, or anything like that. You're just, I don't want to spend the money on that. I don't want to take the time for that. It doesn't really matter anyhow. Not only that, you even go further. You get more just fed up with like, man, it's just so expensive to put gas in this thing. I mean... I'm sure any other clear liquid would work, right? Well, I mean, sure, you know, gas is just a clear liquid. So I could probably put any clear liquid in there. And so you just decided to get out your garden hose and where the the gasoline is supposed to go, you just pour water into your, you know, the fuel tank of your car um, and oil, you know, you check it and it's like, oh man, it's kind of running rough. And you check the oil and it's low on oil. You don't have any oil at your house, but you're like, oh, I just need some thick kind of dark kind of something to put in there where the oil goes. And so you just put some like chocolate syrup in where the oil's supposed to go. Tell me, how long is this brand new car of yours going to operate very well? How, how long is it going to function right? Not very well, why? well because it's not designed to run on water in the gas tank or chocolate syrup where the oil's supposed to go it's not designed to you know never have uh, the oil change or the tires there's a way it's designed to function and in putting water in the fuel tank and oil in the crankcase or uh, hershey syrup in the crankcase and all that like you're going against its design and that's what wisdom is Wisdom is simply the design for how life is supposed to function. Um, wisdom is designed for how we're, we're supposed to operate. And that's why the proverbs are wise for all people. Like the book of Proverbs has wisdom that is wise and good and right and helpful and will work for all people. Whether they're a believer, in God or an unbeliever, it doesn't matter. The proverbs are just true, and they just work because they are they are uh, they are descriptions of how life was created to operate when wisdom, when God made the world with wisdom. So it, it just describes what makes for a wise life on earth in general for all people. That's what the Proverbs are all about. That's what biblical wisdom is all about. Um, We human beings are made to operate a certain way. The world is made to operate a certain way. And the Proverbs intend to pass that on to that. So with that in mind, let me read two pictures painted for us in Proverbs chapter 9. It's a picture of two women. This is the culmination of this extended introduction or prologue to the book of Proverbs, Proverbs 9, and we get this picture of two women, uh, wisdom and folly, pictured here in Proverbs 9 as two women, and both are making their appeal to human beings. Here's the first picture. It's Lady Wisdom, Proverbs chapter 9, picking up in verse 1, and it says this, Lady Wisdom has built her house. She has carved out her seven pillars. So she's building her house and she's setting it on seven pillars. And in biblical uh, language, biblical imagery, seven is a number of completion because God created the world in seven days. So it's this number of solidness and firmness and completion. And so here's wisdom and she's founding it on a firm, solid, complete foundation of seven pillars building her house. She has prepared her food. She has mixed her wine. She has set her table. Like she's she's whipping up a banquet and she's got meat, she's got wine, she's got the table all set. She's got this feast all laid out. She has sent out her attendants, her, her servants, to go gather people for this feast. And so she has sent out her servants. She calls out from the tops of the heights of the city. Notice that. She's at the high place in the city where, you know, there's going to be some visibility and the announcement can go far and wide. So she's making her appeal known to everybody. She's available to everybody. That's the idea, that she's she's heard. She's there. She can You can find her. She's not hidden. She's at the heights of the city, and here's her appeal. Whoever is simple, that is is those who aren't quite sure about how to do life, and they're looking for advice, and they're looking for help, they need some guidance. Whoever is simple, let him or her turn in here. Come to my house. Uh, To the one who lacks understanding, Lady Wisdom says, come Eat my food, drink my wine, uh, abandon your foolish ways and live and proceed in the way of understanding. This is her appeal. This is her invitation. She's saying, look, if, if you're simple and you need advice and you want some guidance for how to do life well, if you lack understanding, you're like, man, I'm not sure which way to go. Here I am. I'm available. Come to my house. Eat my food. Drink my wine. Abandon your foolishness and you'll find life and proceed the way of understanding. So that's the appeal of lady wisdom. Now, the second picture is towards the end of chapter 9, and it's the picture of the woman folly. And here's what it says about here. Here's how this picture is painted. The woman folly. So folly is the opposite of wisdom. So the woman folly is boisterous. That is, she's loud, and she's brash, and cocky, and right, and she's just She's kind of up in your up in your face. The woman folly is boisterous and brash. She lacks understanding and knows nothing. So whereas the lady wisdom has founded her house on seven pillars, it's solid and complete and trustworthy and reliable. This woman, she she doesn't know anything. She lacks understanding. She knows nothing, but it doesn't stop her from pretending like she knows things. She sits at the doorway of her house on a seat by the high places of the city. So there she is. Her house is up on the high places of the city as well. And and she doesn't send out her attendants. She doesn't want to make the effort to do that. She just sits at the doorway of her house, calling out to those who pass by, who are going straight on their path. So they're just walking by, going their own way. And there she is calling out. And, and, And here's what she says. "'Whoever is simple, let him turn in here.'" Did you did you pick up that? It's the exact same invitation that Lady Wisdom has. Uh, verse four of chapter nine, "'Whoever is simple,' Lady Wisdom says, "'let him turn in here.'" And here's the woman folly. "'Whoever is simple, let him turn in here.'" They're both making the same appeal, making the same offer. "'I know what you should do. "'I know how you should go. "'I know how you should live.'" Both are making their offer to to people, to human beings. And Lady the woman folly keeps saying, And to him who lacks understanding, she says, Stolen water is sweet, and bread eaten secret is pleasant. So here is the woman folly, in contrast to Lady Wisdom. Lady Wisdom said, Come eat my food, drink my wine. Uh, and abandon your foolishness, and you'll live, right? Proceed in the way of understanding. But the woman folly, she says, stolen water is sweet, bread eaten in secret is pleasant, right? Like, come here to me. I've got things to offer, and it'll taste good, and it'll be fun, and it'll be pleasant and pleasurable and enjoyable. Um, Now, it's stolen. Um, It's hidden in secret. You're hiding from people. You don't want them to know what you're doing. But man, isn't it great? And the reality is, is... Foolishness is fun. It's fun for a time being. It, it's short-term fun, but it's not long-term fun. So it is, it is sweet for a moment. It is pleasurable for, for a second or two. But, verse 18, the woman folly says this, But he, that is the one who listens to the woman folly and who, who eats that stolen uh, food and drinks that stolen water, right? He does not know that the dead are there that her guests are in the depths of Sheol. The doorway to her house is the doorway to death. The doorway to her house leads to the depths of Sheol. The dead are there. You enter into her house and guess what? Uh, The door gets locked behind you and you're trapped and it leads to death. That's the picture being painted here of the woman folly. And we know this is true. Um, We know how, how foolishness can kill a career. We know how foolishness can kill a marriage, destroy a family. Uh, We know, some of us know by experience because of the homes we grew up in, um, what folly did, like uh, over drinking or uh, over anger or over talking, right? Like just uh, all that sort of stuff. We've experienced the death in our own life, little deaths and big deaths, right? That's what folly does. It leads to destruction and pain and heartache and death. And here's the reality that this picture is being painted in in chapter 9. Is that every day, both these women are sitting there in visible places in town calling out to people. And the woman folly is loud and boisterous and brash. And she's right out there, you know, bright lights and flashing her signs and trying to get all your attention. That's the woman folly. And she makes her appeal. She says, come in here. You want to know what life is really about? You should listen to me. But guess what? Lady Wisdom is there, too. And she's not so brash. She might not be so flashy. But, man, she's got a banquet set. And she makes her appeal as well and says come in here i'll tell you what life is really about one leads to death they did not know the dead were there woman folly but one leads to life come in here and eat my food and you will live lady wisdom and the the option is who will we listen to every day we have this choice and every day we have to decide who will we listen to? One is pleasurable for a moment, but ends in death. One uh, maybe takes a little more uh, discipline and effort, but man, it's a it's a royal feast fit for a king and it leads to life. Life working well, life working rightly, to blessing and joy and satisfaction beyond what we could ever imagine. Um, woman folly or lady wisdom, who will we listen to? And that is... That is the great appeal of the book of Proverbs. And Proverbs calls to us and says, wisdom does this, but folly does that. Wisdom is like this, but folly does that. And it it tries to paint the picture as clearly and as black and white and starkly as we can to appeal to us to say, listen to me and be wise. And that's what wisdom is is saying to us. And so as we study the book of Proverbs together, this is the great appeal. Are we going to listen to the wisdom that is woven into the fabric of the universe? The wisdom that describes how we're designed to function? Are we going to listen to it and become wise and eat of this feast of wisdom? Or are we going to listen to the flashy, uh, beautiful, uh, the one offering quick pleasure and all of that? We're going to listen to uh, the woman folly. Who will we listen to? Hey, thanks for tuning into this episode of the Bible in Life podcast. Bible in Life is part of an overall online ministry that I just call Bible in Life. It includes this podcast, some online courses. It includes the listener's commentary where I just teach straight through Bible books and really try to help you understand what those books are all about. And all of that is made possible by the generosity of folks just like you. Uh, So thanks a ton for your support. Thanks for making this ministry possible. Uh, May God bless you for it. And if you want to join the team of supporters, you can do so by going to johnwhitaker.net, clicking the Give button. It'll take you to a page from World Family Mission where you can set up a one-time or a recurring monthly donation to this ministry. So thanks a ton for your support. May God bless you. I look forward to talking with you again next week.